0: Welcome to the Lazy Sunday Book Club with me, Sophie, and I'm joined by Annie. Hi. And Fee. Hi. Okay. So this week we are talking about fantasy and worldbuilding. Now this is kind of a huge topic, so and I feel like we could easily talk for hours and hours about this. So I thought, like at least for this one, we could have like quite a general conversation about what kind of fantasy do we like. What do we not like in fantasy? And what do we look for in world building? Um, yeah, And I thought I'd kind of start with like, are we reading much fantasy at the moment? Because like at the moment, it's most of what I'm reading. I went through a bit of a reading slump a few months ago. And the way I decided to get myself out of it was to go back to fantasy because it's a genre I love. So I picked up a, f- a couple of fantasy books that I've been meaning to read for a while. So I started the Poppy War trilogy. Um, oh, I've R. heard R. about Goring. that. Yeah, it's really good. Really dark, but really good. And I also finally decided I was going to try Brandon Sanderson. So, literally last weekend I read like the first 30 pages of The Final Empire, which is the first book in his Mistborn series. So, that's kind of where I am with fantasy at the moment. What about you guys? Are you reading much at the moment? So, I have been sort of dipping
1: my toes in and out of like, you know, the big fantasy, the new <laughs> stuff. Um, so mm. I read uh, yeah. A Court of Roses and Thorns and the cruel prince but I have not read the either of like I've not gone further into either of those worlds however the other thing about me and fantasy is that I'm never not reading Terry Pratchett just quietly in the background Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) it's like how some people are with Harry Potter that's me with Terry Pratchett I've just always got the audiobooks on in the background playing my favorite bits over and over again Mm -hmm. so bit of both bit of both um
0: Yuffie
2: what about you Um, I have been reading less fantasy as well, actually. I I seem to go through phases of genre Mm -hmm. reading. Mm -hmm. And so I think the last time I read any fantasy was probably Christmas time. I feel like Christmas time is my fantasy time. Yeah. Yeah, We move into January, which is like my nonfiction time, my that's Um, literary fiction as well you know yeah like my struggling like young female protagonist time (laughs) and then spring is like my my summer romance starting vibes you know yeah and you know Emily Henry will have released a new book by then so I'll read her (laughs) and then now coming into autumn I usually go for like murder mysteries um mm-hmm. and then i think i think it will be winter when i go i i'm like <laughs> i'm like an animal like i have like my cycle <laughs> of genre
1: <laughs> you know what if we're coming up to that time um just a reminder that the thursday murder club is incredible uh i'm have... not fantasy at all but it's really good
2: well i was hoping that maybe we should actually because you've read the first one haven't you have you read the second one yeah Oh, so you've read both of them?
1: I've read both of them.
2: Okay, well, I'll try and read both of them as well. I don't know if Sophie wants to as well, but I know he's coming uh... out with his third one. Yeah,
0: they're I think I can, I can very try funny. one. They're very and, funny. I see how I...
1: They're
2: yeah. great. Uh,
1: but they're not fantasy.
2: Although, but they're not tell fantasy, you what, no. not
1: fantasy, but fantasy. it's a very complete <laughs> world, you know?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. so the last fantasy book, that i read was once upon a broken heart and you guys yeah. know how much i love that book i'm yes. I so excited <laughs> i'm so excited i've i'm i'm waiting for my birthday to come around because i know i'll get like a like so, so, like a um water stones like voucher or like a book voucher yeah. of some sort and then i'm gonna pre-order it and i'm gonna <laughs> be like waiting at my door just until the day <laughs> it comes through in the post mm. is it coming out in, in in winter uh no I think it's coming out mm, maybe next month or the month after
0: okay mm-hmm. but I was just wondering if if the editing goals were gonna like align and release the book just like perfectly in sync with your reading habits
2: yeah I should really send all publishers my cycle of read genre reading <laughs> so that they can yeah. match the genres that are coming out with my cycle <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it will be a great, great marketing technique on my beh- like on my behalf, really. So, no so
1: we're basically. I mean, high summer is the opposite of fantasy
2: season for you. It it really is. Yeah. I yeah, and I wish I could be that person that like. I think I think when you've read a good book, you're on a roll with that genre. Yeah, Definitely, yeah. So, I yeah. Uh, it's either something in my environment has to change for me to move on to another genre. And that's either the book I'm reading, which maybe had like, I'm like, okay, I'm bored of this. Or it's like the seasonal change around me. Mm -hmm. I can see that.
0: Yeah, I will say it did feel very weird. Like I'm not a seasonal reader, but even something in me was like, it feels slightly strange to be diving into like high fantasy. In a heat wave I'm like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. Fantasy for me is so wintry, but I think it's just heavy. It's just like I'm tired by the heat, and I was like, should I start reading now? And I was like, no, I have hour on the tube and an hour back. I'm 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 never gonna get a better time to
2: start. (laughs) I think fantasy requires a lot of energy. To to oh. delve into the world because you're you're keeping up with not only the characters and the storyline but the world building, and that for me is like heavy to read.
1: I think my my view on this is skewed because the fantasy author I come back to a lot, um, unsurprisingly, and I'm pretty sure I've already mentioned him. It's my beloved Terry Pratchett, mm. and those books are anytime books like they are funny they're quite light they're not like I mean they say big serious important things and like some of them are heavier than others but some of them are hot weather books like some of them have desert moments you know small gods and
2: pyramids Mm. are summer books to me they take place in deserts interesting so is it that the book environment equals like I didn't, didn't we discuss the this?
0: Annie likes I, like I, temperature I,
1: match. Yeah, she does love the yeah. temperature
2: match. Yeah. No,
1: no, no. I I have this really specific thing. I can't read a book like who would read the line "The Witch and the Wardrobe" in the middle of summer.
2: I, I agree, hundred. You know, I agree. yeah. And
1: at the same time, you know, I'm trying to think of a book with a desert that you guys have read, or like a book with hot bits in it. Hot bits. <laughs> Not metaphorically hot, temperature hot.
0: <laughs> Dune. has to be so Dune.
1: Dune. You wouldn't read Dune in the middle of winter.
2: I probably would. You know, there's something I find. You know how like murder yeah, but- mysteries have like a they might be set in summer or whenever time like the date is of the murder but it because it's a mystery (laughs) it's yeah (laughs) because it's a mystery it's there is something autumnal about it you're and like, I think it correlates to Halloween. Every time we that... discuss
1: either genre or weather, we have this disagreement I where know. Fee's just like, no, 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 genres are time specific. And I'm like, no, 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 you've got to match the weather of the book to the weather. And of... I'm
0: more just like, I just go with what I feel like I need to read at this specific moment. And like. The like house I, on I... the Cerulean Sea.
2: Yeah, summer. Right?
1: No, I Yeah, can't that Summer. Anytime. Summer
2: okay summer. fantasy book but summer see sophie sophie's like i don't care what time it's set in i'll if i want to read it i'll read it then and like we're <laughs> yeah. just like no there is time and places and like analysis and myth- <laughs> and methodological yeah. reasoning behind reading this book in this moment
0: it's like you've given me once upon a broken heart and i'm not like i haven't started it but i'm not saving it for winter Oh, you I'm should, it's a winter
2: book. It
0: I'm is a winter not book. In I mean, wait until October I at least. It's going to give me that I'm like, I just don't think that's what I'm looking for right now. I did think about it when I did my fantasy thing and I was like, I don't think this is the type of thing that I'm into. So I'm going to pause for that until I feel like I want it.
2: Mm. Um, I want to ask, do you guys, I find every genre I could kind of read back to back, but the only one I can't, is fantasy because of that energy and like going from one world to another world is quite hard for me
1: so when i think of fantasy i think of books with multiple sequels right so i think of them as books that you read back to back but in the same world you know it would be jarring to go from i don't know earth to lord of the rings but like yeah that's what i'm saying yeah
0: I mean I'm doing that right now I can <laughs> definitely but I'm like I'm You're a different like... breed Sophie. But <laughs> yeah. also like that's how generally how I consume media. I just like hop from thing to thing to thing. I yeah. don't really like like I'm I have no if I want to read this thing and I want to consume it, I will just
2: consume it now.
0: Mm. You can't stop me.
2: And that's just based on the story. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. I uh, okay, I think because the story when I read the blurb or I you know you know how some people associate words with colours?
1: Yeah, synesthesia.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'll associate the story with hot season or cold season. Does that make sense? Is this a warm book or is this a cold book? You kind of sound like you're very dangerously close to agreeing on that. We've we, we got different, we're like on the yeah, same but page, but like different genres. We disagree on what's hot and what's cold. That is, yeah. Like Annie's a hot booker and I'm a cold book, but we're technically we're both relying on temperature and stuff, but in different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. That is true. Okay, this is very funny. This was not what, not how I thought. So, <laughs> here's I'm here's not surprised. I don't know why I didn't anticipate this.
1: <laughs> you didn't anticipate that we'd be so goddamn weird. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't know about you. Can you? So, once upon a broken heart, the sequel's coming yeah. out. Uh huh. I find it really hard to read the sequel without going back and rereading the first book. I need to get like re-immersed into the it's world.
2: It's all in the noggin. Don't worry. No,
1: no. And so now I'm like, I kind of want to um, read that sequel to The Cruel Prince. I've bought it, but I'm, I'm like, I'd have to reread The Cruel Prince first. Really? And I can't be bothered to do that. I remember enjoying it but like I don't want to reread it yet but I also like I don't want to I can't get back into a fantasy world without rereading the first Mm. one first do do you know what it's always a struggle for me when like you know Philip Pullman puts out a new book and I'm like but it's been a year since I read the book of dust now I have to go reread it before I read the new one
2: Is that to get yourself in the mood or to remind yourself of the world? To remind
1: myself of the world. Like, I find it really hard to remember what's going on and I don't feel immersed Mm. and I I don't know. Do
2: you know what? I just realised that why winter kind of becomes my fantasy season. And Uh that's because when it's about Halloween time, Mm. I like to start reading books with, you know, creatures in and weird creatures. And almost that is my bridge into fantasy. and then I crave a bit more of that and so then I go into fantasy yeah Yeah.
0: that tracks I think with with your thing Annie I often feel like that pull to do that I don't often because that's just gonna take me a long time (laughs) so I don't but I do agree that it especially if I liked it if if I if I really liked that first book The Temptation is like I though I, I have done that sometimes where like I've like planned it like I know the sequel is going to come out so I'm like I'll start rereading the first book now mm. so that I will smooth my way in. Yeah
1: but the problem is a lot of good fantasy authors just write and write and write and so the world gets too big and you just <laughs> like I can't keep up with this.
0: Yeah that is my absolute terror with the fact that I've started Brandon Sanderson because he has too many goddamn books and they're all incredibly long. Mm. And I'm like Wait. what if I get invested? Oh my god. What gosh. if I have to read all Those of them? Those
2: books are murder <laughs> weapons just by the sheer weight of the pages. It it is
1: They're not That's my fear about reading not... Dune. Yeah. I don't
2: yes. want to see the
1: film until I've read the book, but like
2: 100% could imagine someone getting murdered just by a whack from Dune.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's an Africa, oh. Agatha Christie novel for you guys.
0: <laughs> when, when you write your murder mystery. It's not murder okay. in the library, it's murder with the
1: library.
2: <laughs> Battered by books.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, I had a question, now I lost it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: so I was going to say so, what do you guys like in fantasy?
2: I like a bit of magic. Mm -hmm. i like i like something more than just the plot of the world itself like Mm -hmm. understanding the world should be just part of the story and not the story itself yeah Mm. um but i'm trying to think of the fantasy books i've read while i have that thought annie you can you go
1: (laughs) so i don't need it to be believable but I need to be able to be invested in it.
2: Mm. You know, Mm -hmm.
1: I need it to have a logic. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. It needs to be logical in some way, but I don't mind it going, it it was magic. Like, I don't mind magic being a thing, but I don't want it to solve everything.
1: No, I need consistency.
2: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: this (laughs) is why that whole cursed child thing where J.K. Rowling broke all of the internal consistency of her world in The Cursed Child annoys me so much.
0: I just never bothered to read it. I never <sighs> read it. What's the... Oh, it's I know got time travel. It's Spoiler got time alert. travel
1: shenanigans. It's got someone going back in time and changing the past and the
2: future changing.
0: What? Yeah. Yeah, which breaks how time travel is supposed to work in her world. I thought that yeah. was the
2: whole point of like that little um, plot point with Hermione and the
0: time. Um, oh,
2: it is time Turner. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. It, she, she just broke her internal consistency.
2: Oh, That's annoying. Yeah, that's
1: bad. The only person yeah. allowed to break their internal consistency is Terry Pratchett because he just he does it with flair, you know. Mm. But I need there to be, like... I have no problem believing in fantasy worlds. Mm. But I need to find them...
2: Interesting?
1: I have no interest in worlds where the fantasy elements are solving real-world problems. I want them to be causing problems, you know?
2: (laughs) I don't want peace. (laughs) I want problems. (laughs) In fiction! (laughs) Um... I think I like my fantasy books to be on the lighter side when it comes to fantasy. Okay. So for books like Game of Thrones, I loved watching the series, but it would it I know reading the books is a like entirely different game for me and I don't huh, Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> you and I spotted the-
1: that pun at exactly the same moment. We did.
2: <laughs> I think i would get lost a bit too yeah. quickly and i think i get intimidated as well by that like the largeness of the book i think and yeah mm-hmm. the, the largeness of the world yeah and then that that seeping into so many different character stories that mm. now i'm not getting the full picture like i'm not focused now you need a
1: map i mean I need... you need a map I love for that. most fantasy I love, I love <laughs> but when
2: like... I open the book and I see a map, I'm like, okay, we're getting into a new world here. Let's but go. But like, once you
1: need a spreadsheet, that's that's too far.
2: Yeah, once I need to write notes on a different, like on a notebook to keep up with the story, it's too deep. I can't, mm. I can't keep up. See, I'm one of those people that's kind of
0: like I kind of like that. I'm you one of those fantasy that. That, that I can get. Like, I don't ever make spreadsheets. I just have to rely on my head to i remember you are
2: the spreadsheet yeah
0: Uh, hopefully (laughs) but like I am a sucker for like you know those huge it is intimidating to get into them and I it does put me off I'm like oh Jesus but it's actually more the book length than anything else just because knowing Mm -hmm. me and knowing how slowly I read nowadays and how I don't have much luck getting through more than one book at a time Mm -hmm. I'm just like oh god if I pick up this book I could be at this for months.
2: Yeah. That's, that, that's my concern. That's the blocker for me. Yeah.
0: But the actual, the world being huge and there being 50 billion characters, I can always go into that. I'm like, yes, give me a huge, giant, expansive world. Yes, go. I think it's time for my controversial opinion.
2: Oh, okay, great.
0: You can ready? you do the eyebrows? Because I didn't get to see them the first time.
2: Okay. For our listeners, just... Google Cadbury advert eyebrows and you'll kind of get the idea of what Annie's doing right now.
1: <laughs> it's one raise, then two raises, then one raise. It's my controversial opinion eyebrows. <laughs> um, anyway, my controversial opinion about world building is that it has to be contained within the books.
0: Oh, yes. Mm.
1: It really annoys me when authors think they have ownership of the world they've created to the point where they can say something is true in the world of the books and it becomes true.
2: Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs>
1: Nothing annoys me more than J.K. Rowling putting out little snippets of world information on Possemore and just being like, this is part of the law now. No, it's not. If it's not contained within a book, like it's done. And I also... like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you feel about appendices do appendices count Appen-
1: appendices count appendices are okay. fine that's fine i admire the dedication of whatever the fuck jk J.R.R. tolkien jolkin rolkin rolkin tolkien did with his you know similarian stuff just like adding and adding and adding but it exists within a published world you know Mm -hmm. I don't think J.K. Rowling saying something is true makes it true within the universe of the books. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. and also, it sort of really annoys me that it was seven books and it was finished and then she just kept on adding crap in,
0: you know? Yeah, Yeah. that bugs me. I like it when stuff ends. Nothing bugs me more. This goes for any media, when shit just doesn't end. Like, books and narratives are designed you have endings. They don't have to be complete. They will never be complete. Life is not complete. But They're you closed
1: systems.
0: Yes. They're closed
1: systems. They need to have an end. And like JK Rowling saying something doesn't make it true within the closed system of Harry Potter, because that system is closed.
0: That's my controversial opinion.
2: I don't think it's no, that controversial, I, I'm kind you know.
0: Of with you. It does kind of like I get why they do it, because you have, generally when you write, you have so much in your head that just doesn't fit in the book. Yeah. That it, it you know, like, I, I kind of, I can understand where authors come from, where they're like, oh, this is a thing that, you know, is true when I wrote the book, but isn't in the book. But at the same time, it's like, you never want to have to go and find, like, multiple different sources. Like, mm-hmm. you want to be able to enjoy the book as the book itself.
1: But also it's selfish. It belongs to the readers now. It's not yours anymore. You know, <laughs> is that where I got controversial?
2: Uh, I think that could be a slight hint of controversial, a little pepper grind of controversy, but not too much.
1: I was just like, I it, it's not it's it's not yours anymore. Leave it alone. You gave it away. It's done. It's
2: not yours. Well, when it's published, it's like and. As the reader you're invested in that world that they have written and published and put out. To change it is disrespectful I think and it it makes the I think in the end of the day it just makes the reader frustrated so why would you continue reading something that keeps changing its mind?
1: I think the thing with fantasy that's so amazing is that you can build these worlds And if you've done it well, they have an internal logic. But that doesn't mean that everyone will interpret that logic in the same way. Mm. But but at a certain point, as an author, you have to give up control and allow the reader to take the logic where they want to. And they're going to disagree with you. And they are as right as you are like put mm. it down walk away answer questions if they are asked them but don't like you you you're not the god of the book you're just the author you know
2: i think though f- fantasy itself is always a space for disagreeing views of the story because yeah. it's so it's usually so complex and there are so many layers into the world and into the storyline usually that you have people who focus on different things and mm-hmm. so they take away different parts of the world and then it, it sometimes it can be a bit of an argument sometimes like they'll say no he you know that's not that's not true that's not what happens in this world this is what happens like You can't make things out of watermelon sugar. You can't make this out of watermelon sugar, but you can make that. And it's like, you know, it's some people have, I think that you can look into it very easily and you can get lost in it very easily. And then it kind of comes out. I don't know. I think like people take different things out of the book and then that can cause like, different opinions of it in in oh, in yeah. the own community without the author even intervening
1: but the I mean, author has no place in that the
2: author is arguing with each other <laughs> huh i said the fantasy one... fans love to argue with each other about my new share about stuff yeah exactly yeah. like the currency or something like that or the political system or whatever yeah. it is
1: and the author doesn't have a role in those arguments
2: no like they've given They've chosen to give the information out that they want to give, and then the rest is up for the reader to fill in whatever they want to fill in.
1: If you want to be T.S. Eliot and provide footnotes and appendices, do. But you can't... But do or don't, you know? There is no half assed answering questions at a fan convention and pretending like your word is gospel.
2: Yeah. I think that's also some of the, sometimes what imitates me, uh, imitates, intimidates me about fantasy is this, like, I, I come away from the book and I look at what other people are saying about it and I feel like, oh, I didn't read it properly because I didn't remember this bit about it. Or I can't, I feel like I'm less able to express my opinion about it because I can't remember everything I read in it.
1: Yeah, it feels like you need a higher degree.
2: Yeah. And then I feel like some people are a bit more qualified to talk about it than me because they remember like this specific currency or like that this building was made by this ancestor in the <laughs> world and knows their backstory. And I'm like, I honestly can't even remember how to pronounce the name if I'm honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, my opinion to that is like, oh, it doesn't. Like it's a fictional world. Calm kind of down. People, like <laughs> you get to have an opinion on a thing if you've read it. No matter, like mm. if you can't remember who's son of the son of the son of the son, and like you don't need to, you don't need to memorize. I feel like there are elements of like fantasy readers who feel like. You can't like you can't have an opinion or you can't speak about something unless you've re- memorized like everybody's family tree yeah. and you remember everything about it. And it's like that's not what enjoying a book to me is about.
2: Exactly. Like-, like, sorry, Susan, I can't remember all the like founding members of the houses in Harry Potter. But like, let me also enjoy the book if I want to. Like, yeah, no, you should never have to kind
0: of like be a walking wiki up page for a series to
2: be able to like have an opinion on even like whether or not you think it's good like do you know what in- also intimidates me it's like you know when there are games based on the book or something like yeah. that and then you're like mm. and then they're asking you questions that I don't even know it, like is the plot point in the book <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like sorry I'm- I feel like I've missed the whole book and it's literally only like one sentence out of one page out of like a seven book series
1: well I think that's the best and worst thing about fantasy that it's expansive you know Mm,
2: yeah Yeah. I think it depends on the community that like like that comes from the book like the like you know that when there was the Twilight people and then the Hunger Games people and like you know like these are different communities, you know. I mean, yeah. Bless it,
1: Twilight. I don't know if it counts yeah. as fantasy or not, but Twilight had know. no internal logic at all.
2: No. You could make
1: up whatever you wanted. Like Twilight yeah. just existed in its own. Like it was great being a fan of Twilight because there was no logic and no meaning <laughs> and no law. It just was, you know.
0: I'm I sure think. there are some hardcore fans that would disagree with you that there was no law. No,
1: no, there are no hardcore fans of Twilight.
0: Not no, no, no. Mm. No, okay. Did they all die? No, no. Did they all die? I meant original. die out. I meant die out and I didn't finish <laughs> the phrase in my head and I was like I don't want to say the word die. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not what I mean. It's it's that's a, the a point. a Twilight fan convention
1: and now we don't speak of it. Um, no. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like there's no one who's, like, gatekeeping
2: Twilight. <laughs> no. You know? I, like, everybody went through a phase of loving Twilight. Not everybody. loving to- Or hating it. Or like, having very strong opinions. Loving or hating it. And if you loved it, you then felt embarrassed that you loved it and then hated it, like, just to prove that you didn't love it, but you did. And now you've come full circle because you realise, oh, it's actually cool to, like... There are like so many the embarrassing there. things that you did like you hate twilight, <laughs> back in the day
1: but everything about their personality is shaped by the fact that they once liked twilight
2: yeah let's not lie everyone if, it if, was
1: a- if someone likes right yeah. muse Coldplay and my chemical romance
2: yeah and they were paramol. a twilight fan yeah and paramol
1: and paramol can
0: i raise my hand as like the sole like exception to that rule yeah, yeah, but Sophie. But like... How many
1: of those bands were introduced to you by people who learned about them from Twi- Twilight? Uh,
0: I don't think any of them.
1: That's
2: impressive. That's impressive.
0: It's because I was emo, but not into Twilight.
2: Like that's the thing. The thing is, is that Twilight is like in like celebrities. You may not like follow the celebrity. But that doesn't mean that the environment around you hasn't yeah. been influenced by the celebrity and therefore influences you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even deliberately doing, you know, even trying to deliberately be the anti Kim Kardashian means you're influenced
2: by Kim Kardashian. Exactly. And also, like, think about it Tumblr, you know, those, that, that like heavily twilighted kind of platform. I mean, do you remember all the black and white, like deep quotes, and then like, (laughs) did you remember it? Like it was like a like a like a freeze frame, and it would be in black and white, and it would be like quotes from Twilight or something like that.
1: I was never on Twilight Tumblr.
2: I came across Twilight Tumblr. I was
1: never on Twilight Tumblr, but I was on something worse. I was on Glee Tumblr. Oh, <laughs> so like I don't have the high ground, you know? Yeah, you know that um message <laughs> about what's the message about? Hold on, um, a nuclear waste message.
2: Um, what? I saw a tweet the other day that said it was from I don't know what what year this kid was born, but they were like, oh, can you imagine being a teenager in 2014? Like. Have we gotten to the point where kids are, like, fantasizing about a time that is only a few years ago? What was
0: even happening in 2014 that was cool?
2: Oh, probably, like, Lana Del Rey and... Oh. Um, I was
0: like, what was so great about 2014? I can't Tumblr, remember
2: Tumblr. Tumblr was so big in 2014. John Green books. Okay, yeah. Everything was like sad teenage world that like like, it, like teen okay. sad teenagers were the, the at the forefront of
1: two thousand and fourteen. Here you go. This place is not a place of honor. No esteemed deed is commemorated here. Nothing valued is here. What is here was dangerous and repulsive to us. This message is a warning about danger. That's how I feel about Tumblr in two thousand and twelve. You know.
2: Hmm. <laughs>
0: But yeah, that that tracks. So, uh, getting back slightly back more on track. um, Maybe maybe I'll just (laughs) cut that entire thing if if I need to save time. Um, (laughs) um, I was gonna say, I feel like we've kind of touched on this in um, Annie's slight rant, but what do you like in world building? Like what makes
2: a fantasy world work for you? Like what do you need? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I definitely need some magic in there. I need some different, like, pet creatures or, you know, something a bit magical. I need, like, creatures that can fly that you can ride on or something like that. Some, some dragons. <laughs> well, they don't have to be dragons. They can be griffins. They okay. can be pegasi. pegasi? Pegasus. This is way more
0: specific than I thought
2: when... <laughs> Well, what I wasn't gonna say. Oh, I need a a good political system in a fantasy novel. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, what well? So we need we need magic and we need flying creatures. Do you know what I do love a little sprinkling of? I- I'm really getting into fantasy with like god and goddesses. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a recent thing, or just something I didn't know I needed in my life. You know, all this mm-hmm. time. No. I do. Uh... I do love
0: a good. <laughs> like fantasy that really incorporates religious, particularly religious institutions and kind of how mm. they work. Have you I... read A Wizard of Earth Sea? No, I should. Yeah, It's also yeah. on my list of fantasy yeah. authors I need read- to read. A
1: Wizard of Earth Sea is great but then the second one is all about gender and religion and it's incredible.
0: Mm. As long as I just so love anything that dissects how much Power like religious institutions can have and how they can shape things, and I feel like fantasy just does that really well because they are less less bogged down by like offending yeah, if it's, real If it's world
1: not religions. the Catholic Church, it's the High Church of the Goddess Zong. Exactly. Um, then you can do whatever that. you want.
2: Yeah. Do you know what was a great? I don't know if it counts as fantasy. See, I'm I'm a little like confused on what where's the line for fantasy or not like fantasy. But uh. I used to read a series and I can't even remember the name of it, but it was during the phase of the vampires mm-hmm. and mm. it was about, but it wasn't about vampires. It was about witches? Wiccans. Yeah. Okay. And it was like this girl and she was a descendant of Wiccans and she was taken into school And the headmistress was the high priestess and they all had their different magic abilities. And it was split into like earth, wind, fire and spirit. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I think she had spirit.
1: Was there a CBBC TV show?
2: Uh, If there was, I had no idea about it.
1: (laughs) No, Um, no, there wasn't. I'm thinking of The Worst Witch.
2: Yeah, I was like, I think you're thinking of The Worst
0: Witch and I don't think that's the book she's talking about. All yeah, they like, weren't wicked on the
1: Worst Witch.
0: A great children's fantasy series. I loved that book, those books as a kid.
1: I sort of vaguely knew of them, you know? Might have read I, one or two of, like, the middle ones.
0: I think but, I had uh, some of the audiobooks, which I played to death, because I
2: couldn't sleep yeah. without audiobooks. A- anyway, one of the things I really enjoyed was almost like this underneath world. On mm-hmm. mm. top of, the, like, beh- like under the real world, there's this other world.
1: Ooh, That's interesting. I think I prefer completely separate closed systems to Um, books where it's like, ooh, there's a secret world parallel to our world. You know? This is really interesting. I, I really prefer... I will read, you know, there's a secret second magic system within our world, but I prefer just to be somewhere else,
0: you know? Yeah. So basically, Fee, you're into you you like you like low fantasy and Annie, you're more into high fantasy.
2: Hmm. Yeah. It was it was called technical. It was called Marked by PC Cast. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) It was called Marked.
0: No, I mean her name.
2: Oh, PC Cast. Okay, not Curse. No, 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 no. I was like, wow, that's a great oh, song. I think it was by like two people. I think it was like Kristen Cast and PC Cast. Anyway, there were like so many of them, and I gave up like halfway because there were too many. <laughs> oh, I think I Was read, it like... one of
1: those like scholastic book fair, like, you know, the Rainbow Fairies and the Baby Babysitter's Club uh, where there's just hundreds yeah. of them?
2: I think it was like 9, 10, 11, 12 books. <laughs> And I think I only got up to book one, two, three, four, five, six. That's how I felt about Alex
1: (laughs) Ryder. It just got too big and I stopped caring.
2: Do you know what got annoying? It was just like she liked this guy, but then she was with the other guy. And it was just a yo yo between the love triangle. And I was like, just stop choosing between these two guys and go for someone else. You don't like them. (laughs) I couldn't handle that for that's a lot. But that's 12 books of that sounds uh, like a lot. (laughs) i mean i gave up halfway so maybe she did
1: i saw someone the other day i've never read the hunger games but it was like why was there ever a love triangle in the hunger games one of them was a boy with bread and i've never read them but i'm now like why why is that even a question go with the bread boy here's bread
2: yeah a hundred percent bread yeah (laughs) Garlic bread, naan, baguettes, sourdough, brioche—endless choice at brioche. brioche. Oh. oh, fantasy food! I like a world with food. Mm. I thought last time you said you didn't really like in our book club episode. You said you didn't really imagine food and taste. No, I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So <laughs> why on earth do you like fantasy?
0: <laughs> Maybe she just likes the texture <laughs> that it gives the world that they have their own physique. Like, am but I being I say, too deep?
1: do you know what I think it is?
0: What
1: I wasn't hungry when we were recording last <laughs> week. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I really don't care about food. I don't like imagining food. I just eaten a big meal and I was sitting there like, yeah, no food doesn't do it for me I'm not that into descriptions of food and now I'm like vaguely thinking about the burger I'm gonna have for dinner and I'm just here like god I love food and books <laughs> amazing
0: <laughs> oh my god
2: <laughs> you look your so life, right
0: Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I love this just depending on what what mood we get Annie and we'll just get completely different answers <laughs> no internal consistency to Annie herself as a world. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. My my internal logic is faulty. I, I don't care about food apart from when I do. No, but like, I like the kind of food that you get in a fantasy novel. Right. It's like, what what's in a fantasy novel? There's normally some new kind of bread. Um, and there's always yeah. stews. And at some point they're always traveling and living off bread and cheese.
2: Can I just say, like, isn't it weird that usually fantasy is a world, a made up, complete made up world, right? But it always revolves around historic, like, life.
0: Yeah, you can blame Tolkien for that.
2: Like, it's always. I think that's medieval. just a genre feature.
0: It is a genre feature.
2: But it's a huge one. Uh, I yeah. love not blame talking. <laughs> Personally, this is
0: why you shouldn't have medievalists writing seminal fantasy fiction, like him and C.S. Lewis decided. Yeah, the write... right, but it's it's medieval
1: specifically because he was a medievalist. Yeah,
0: exactly. You had two medievalists writing oh. fantasy fiction, and as a result of that, everyone, but especially Tolkien, because he was more influential than Lewis. But
2: yeah, no, the um, medieval yeah. stuff you can you can really blame Tolkien for that. I would say, and also like then anything that's remotely future or adapting our technology in the current day mm. is called dystopian
1: no it's not it's sci-fi
2: but then it's sci-fi and it's not it's sci- sci-fi is not fantasy though is it
1: yeah because the 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 they're the, the, the
2: different but like if it's a complete world if science fiction is what a future so world
1: science fiction adapted. i would say is where there is a scientific or technological logic
0: mm-hmm. yeah to
1: the differences between their world and ours whereas yeah. if okay. it's magic or some kind of unexplainable force it's fantasy mm. yeah
2: but like, what if it's both? Then it's both. Then it's Doctor Who. <laughs> no,
0: like there is there is definitely like an overlap, and I think it kind of comes down
2: to. But say like Star Wars. Star Wars is fantasy, yeah, like you can
0: make an argument. And like, science... like there is an argument to say that like,
2: because because
0: like you know,
1: they're... Star Wars is my bastard demon child. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I love it, but it. But it's it's trash. It it's yeah. glorious trash. It's 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 trash that owns my heart completely. But like it's not Oh Annie, you're gonna get cancelled. It, <laughs> it 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 Star Wars is beating up genre theory with a baseball bat, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, anyway, it's not a book, so whatever. But no, but... I, I
0: mean I think I have some Star Wars books.
2: Yeah, there are Star Wars books. Oh, um God.
0: like I think science fiction and fantasy kind of have different roots which is why they come from slightly different places but there is plenty of like overlap and i think like there are there are authors that will blend science fiction and fantasy elements mm. um mm. also i think as frankenstein mm. yeah
1: was science fiction when it was written
2: yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it now feels like fantasy
2: hmm yeah Play the X-Files theme tune. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it kind of depends. And I, I do feel like we could do like an entirely separate episode on like world building and science fiction because it is like... Oh, world building and
2: science fiction is different. Mm. Because it is very... I, I agree that's different. different. Yeah. I just find how... I'm just trying to find examples of a fic- like a fantasy world that doesn't have that that feels contemporary
0: oh do you mean like a fantasy world that is enclosed and not attached to our world so we're talking like talking as fantasy but the world is contemporary
2: no I mean like a, a fantasy world that doesn't feel like it's based on the 14th century
0: okay no no that that, that was kind of basically what I was asking is like you don't mean books that's like a Harry Potter type book, well, obviously the fantasy world is contemporary because it's attached to our yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, right? Yeah. If you take a phone inside of
1: Hogwarts, it won't work because electricity and magic interfere with each other. Yeah,
2: and they're in a medieval castle. But again, a medieval castle robes because they're taking the that historical moment of witchcraft and taking those. Yeah aesthetics and putting it into their fantasy world
0: yeah I
1: oh think... oh oh got it got it what? it's not a book oh. onward
2: yeah yeah fair enough <laughs> yeah but what well, i mean what else i mean obviously maybe like peter pan but at the time it was written
1: yeah it was peter pan pre-tolkien
2: uh yeah
0: Oh, uh, what was Jay and Barry? That's an excellent question.
2: Mm. Let's let's have a Google. Because she wasn't...
0: They weren't... You want to know
1: weren't... something revealing about me? 1911. So yeah, pre tolkien mm. I typed in Peter and automatic search went Parker?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> Different kind of nerdiness. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess there's maybe urban fantasy.
2: I mean, clockwork, but a clockwork prince was set in.
0: <laughs> yeah, fantasy
1: has made it to the eighteenth century. It's very yeah. exciting.
2: Yeah, I think that's as far as it's gotten to, like eighteenth, nineteenth. Yeah, century. things like
1: um, once upon a broken heart, and um, what was the dancy Christmas
2: book we read? Oh, um, midnight in Everwood.
1: Yeah. Nice and Everwood made it to like maybe even 1910. Yeah. And then it stopped. Yeah. But still, you know, in the hundred years since Tolkien, we've made it all the way to 1910. So in another hundred years, Mm. fantasy and sci fi will have car crashed into each other.
2: (laughs) Perhaps. Because like anything after that kind of more goes onto the side of science fiction, like 80s Mm. science fiction, 90s science fiction.
1: Neil Gaiman?
2: Oh yeah.
0: I have
1: not read much Neil Gaiman.
0: I think I think even the then. thing is where you get the thing that's most like that is when you get urban fantasy type novels. So yeah. it's things like um
2: overlap. Uh, world. But they're
0: often very much like attached to our world. Exa- you don't yeah. tend to see people creating
2: kind of whole fantasy around contemporary like our time,
1: Terry Pratchett um got iPhones in his, but they're run by um, what are they run by? Imps, <laughs> um, and there's a supercomputer, but instead of Intel inside, it's ant hill inside, and it's powered by ants in an ant hill. Um, but even then, like that world is sort of a medieval world, and they're sort of like. That they've kind of got telegraphs but instead of lights it's string it's complicated it's it's there are references to very modern things but that world's vibe is like ugh, it, it, it it's too complicated to be put in time but it doesn't feel contemporary
0: I think that's the other thing like I think where you might give I think the thing about fantasy is that the kind of the other way around it is that you might you might try and give modern day kind of like artifacts and stuff but like keep that medieval setting but essentially just use your magic to get modern day stuff i don't know how often people kind of like yeah
2: if any if any listeners have any like good ones that
1: yeah contemporary yeah, fantasy, fantasy worlds fantasy
2: worlds then please tell us cuz
1: i think part of the problem is once a genre Has genre features that are so embedded in it.
2: Yeah,
1: it's quite hard to to depart from those conventions completely without it feeling kind of gimmicky. Mm -hmm. Because onward is great. I love that film. I cried, of course. I cried. I cry
2: at everything. (laughs) Me too. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. Did you? And you don't even cry as much as I do. Oh
2: no! For films, I cry at every single film. I cried at Kung Fu Panda Uh two, and literally, my friend looked at me and she thought she just said to me like why are you crying and i said because he's a baby panda and he's got love by his mom and the mom didn't want to leave him but she had to because she was being like targeted and like and she was just looking at it going like it's a it's an animated film
1: it's like the music. It's a fake panda
2: <laughs> i can't help it. i that's how i know if a film's good like it it makes me cry a little bit
1: yeah, but in Onward, it did feel sort of like there was a slyness to it, you know? It was a wink and a nod, kind of, they have technology, but it's also a fantasy
2: world. Yeah, but, like, that's the thing. It's because they've got technology, the point of that plot was saying, well, we don't need magic anymore. And I'm like, "Uh, if I had magic, I would choose that over my phone. Well, but isn't time. that
1: the thing? that happens that they choose that, that that's the point of the film they choose the magic yeah, right well, yeah. and then there's a dragon <laughs> exactly <laughs> and also I don't remember this film I just remember crying
2: like if I could choose okay. to call you and be like hey let's meet up at 8 or just snap and meet you at 8 like meet you there ASAP I'll choose that much easier it's kind of rude though can you can you do the snap and the message? Like, can you do both? I want to warn you that I'm snapping into the, <laughs> into yeah, the plane. I might have plans. Uh one, rude, two. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. I'll message you before I snap into into your space.
1: That's interesting. I think I think part of it is just that a lot of this technology is so new that we don't have we haven't worked out how to satisfactorily... Satisfactorily... Satisfac- satisfactorily... I have no idea. Satisfactor... <laughs> satisfact...
0: Guys? In a satisfying
2: I'm way. I'm just leaving you. I'm just leaving
0: you on this. <laughs>
1: satisfactorily...
0: I'm just letting this car crash happen.
1: <laughs> In a satisfactory way. We haven't... It's satisfactorily...
2: <laughs> even a word i don't think it is annie i mean you're the english phd yes, it is. here it, it is an adverb is satisfactorily
0: it?
2: satisfactorily it, yeah. We haven't worked out how to
1: satisfactorily integrate technology into fantasy but like we haven't worked out how to do that in our own lives either you know yeah like technology is hard but we're still investing and i suppose another thing is if you change technology or being speculative about technology, it feels True. sci-fi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you've got a whole new genres worth of conventions to mess around
2: with. But the thing is, I don't think you need to rem- like you need to have technology for it to be contemporary contemporary fantasy. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I know. I think I understand the. Vibe I know what you mean, what but I also for. think like like I, I I'm not sure. We don't need to have a version of a phone. Like
1: it, it can be aesthetically contemporary without being.
2: Like cloaks and robes and thou sir, like knight of whatever, like I don't know whatever it is. I don't think it needs to have a medieval influence to be fantasy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's just deeply embedded, deeply, deeply
2: embedded. Yeah. um, Genre. I I think also because a lot of people believe, like, have that obviously, like, myths as well heavily influences fantasy. And so, when were these myths created? They were created in a certain time period that we don't necessarily carry on telling these stories, but we yeah. will kind of reimagine them, but in that time as being true. I've worked
1: out who's to who blame.
2: Who's to blame?
1: It's not even J.R.R. Tolkien.
2: Blame game. It's Eben
1: Spencer.
0: <laughs> and you always Spencer. find a way to, to bring it back.
1: <laughs> Eben Spencer is the person who was like, he wrote this epic in the 16th century called The Fairy Queen. Oh. Um, it's um, he he's one of the two authors I'm doing my PhD on. But he wrote this epic and he has fairies and sort of what well, it's not it certainly has fantasy elements. It has a dragon, it has some of that. It's can, very can, different.
0: Can I can we blame Beowulf? Sorry. I, I'm just like, can we go well, back? No, because Beowulf was <laughs> contemporary, joking. wasn't it?
1: Yeah,
2: that's true. Mm. Whereas I'm, I'm Spencer
1: is self-consciously mimicking <laughs> archaic language and conventions. Mm. Like, I think, I don't know if he's the first person that I should know, but I don't. But I think there is, and, like, Spencer was very influential. Like, C.S. Lewis was a, he wasn't only a Spencerian, but he certainly wrote about Spencer. Mm. Um, And that kind of idea of the medieval having fantasy
2: elements. I think it's interesting. Just... I don't know. I think I'm probably now going to be more aware of that when I read fantasy novels.
1: Oh, I've changed my own mind. <laughs> I, think- I think Neil Gaiman is probably doing a lot of fantasy contemporary feeling fantasy.
0: Yeah, he's very urban fantasy type. He is. Yeah. And like.
2: Yeah.
1: But I think it's quite hard to do a contemporary fantasy that doesn't have that element of "oh, behind the real world, there's a secret hidden world." Yeah,
2: yeah. Like,
0: is that what most of his stuff? It is. No, I, don't most know. Of his I stuff. have not
1: read much. I have yeah. read Stardust, which is 18th century. Yeah, and um, Good American Omens, and both of those are like.
0: I like American like Gods. I think is
1: like that as well, and I would imagine so. is Sandman.
0: Sandman is yeah, yeah. Just based on the vibes. So I think he's very much a kind of mm-hmm. blending. Oh, oh! well, uh, contemporary
1: and fantasy. What? House *On the Cerulean Sea*?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. That
1: feels quite contemporary. I think it right? is.
2: Yeah, it is contemporary.
1: I don't know about um oh, the other one behind <laughs> the-, the door. And it did. And,
2: and it was. A, yeah. And it was a fantasy. So, yeah, there's one.
1: It was a fantasy, but it was also a built-up world. Like, I think that that's the thing. It was a separate world. It was a contained world. It wasn't even like a, oh parallel to our world. It was a separate contained
2: world. I mean, I completely understand. Like, it's hard to create a world from absolute scratch without any influence of our own world. Yeah. And I think...
1: Well, no, no. What I'm saying is that it wasn't like a, ooh, this is our you know, within our world is a second world yeah. of magic. It no, was, it was just part It was on. a everyone knows in this, in, you know, yeah
0: kind of. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say that Under the Whispering Door, I think TJ Clinton's books are kind of good because they don't really say, they don't. They're fantasy that is unconcerned by its fantasy setting. Yeah, if you know what I mean. There's a magical realism element. Yes, it's much more magical realism. It's not. It's not interested in like it's not interested in pla- like in place names. Like we don't know the name of the town where mm. uh, Linus comes from. Mm. Like that yeah. doesn't matter.
2: Yeah,
0: we don't really know. We don't know the country. Mm. We don't know the name of the country that he lives in. Yeah. It gave
1: me weird like 1984 vibes. It feels you know the mysterious office.
0: <laughs> it just made me think of depressing corporate structures.
1: Oh. <laughs> corporate structures to me are in 1984. I've never worked outside
0: of academia. <laughs> but it was just like it feels like I was like, oh wow, social care already feels like a soul crushing profession. And then you add in this super corporate element to it. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> this is this is a nightmare an actual nightmare i cannot imagine a worse thing should we wrap up yeah, yeah I,
1: think
0: so. I feel like we're just kind of
1: this is just a chat a
0: yeah, casual, this was nice chat this is this was like our book chat at its most candid chat <laughs> yeah maybe it's definitely i feel like a topic we could easily come back to i think oh, definitely. Whole... we can
1: pick this up again
0: Especially because I feel like we didn't really touch on it, but like there is a huge boom in what is now being called kind of like romanticcy, which is <gasps> kind of I love how that. I think what your Court of Thorns and Roses is. Maybe
2: your Cruel Prince. I don't know tons of No, about. Cruel Prince is romanticcy. Yeah, it is romanticcy.
0: I think mm-hmm. a lot of the TikTok
2: And um And Sarah,
1: Sarah J Mass. Yeah, Once Upon a Broken one, Heart.
2: And... That's also yeah. Yeah. romanticcy. Mm-hmm. But see, I love um, romanticcy. Just to Caravel. briefly touch on it. I love romance and where i found it was not in novels but it was in manga
1: and that yeah, was yeah. where i found it makes the most
2: and like mm-hmm. now yeah. webtoons and i think now novels are really like catching up yeah. with it so anyway i
0: think that's easily something that we could do a whole episode on so mm. if you like hearing us talk about would like to hear us talk about that um let us know um our book club so our book club book, book, book for this month is yeah. um the secret history Woo. yes yeah we are reading uh, a floppy book we're
1: reading it in two goes though so it's not intimidating we're
0: reading a floppy
1: book
2: yes <laughs> so happy. Uh, a very floppy book
0: um yeah our theme so if it's not a flop oh
2: <laughs> floppy or flop that are uh, that is yeah. a good like that's little the scale game. Yeah. Is it a okay. is it flop or is it floppy? Or is it a flop?
0: Yeah. I like so, that. anyway, our theme was kind of like back to school type thing. So, Annie, Annie thought, you know, a yeah. very, very popular... I also thought I
1: will never read it unless I have to.
0: Yeah. So, so is it Dark Academia? Is that why it's popular? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That makes yeah. sense to me. That tracks. Yeah. So, we're going for those Dark Academia vibes uh, for September. Mm-hmm. And we, speaking of TikTok, we are on TikTok. We are the Lazy Sunday Book Club on TikTok, mm-hmm. and we are the Lazy Sunday Book Pod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Follow us. Is there anything else? Talk to us. Follow yeah, us. yes. Us. Interact with us. With us, <laughs> <laughs> please. Um, <laughs> yes. Don't just be that one uh, one commenter that's like DM the writers' warm. <laughs> yeah. every every post every post without fail. Um, Maybe we should would, DM
2: like... them saying we're lonely.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so be, the don't just talk to us about something that isn't the writer's warmth. That would be nice. That would be so nice. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh... I don't know how to end things. I didn't write an ending. I should have written an ending. I think we could story. just say. No, I
2: think. I think we could just leave think them to it. Thanks for it, really. listening. Yeah. Goodbye.
0: Thank- okay, thanks for listening and goodbye. See you. Bye. Next.